everyone, welcome back. Welcome back to the Hope for Today podcast. We are in a different office, just a little change it up. I have my friend Corey here with me. You've met Corey on some of the other podcasts. And Corey and I chat a lot on spiritual things and just girl stuff. And, and we think a lot alike and we have good insight for each other. What I Like if I'm having a bad day, Corey jumps in and when she's having something, I need to talk to you. So Corey's somebody that I feel like, you know, our brains are connected in a unique way. And I think spiritually, her maturity and her thought process, it really helps me. Sometimes I go home and you really say things that I always have like an epiphany after <laughs> I talk to you. And I wanted Corey to come on. Last week we were talking about prayer and I was saying how you know, like when you first start to pray, it's like weird, but it's like when you're dating somebody and you want to talk to them and they're over there and you're, how do I, what do I say? And you're talking to your girlfriend and, and you can't get into it. But then by the 17th, 18th date, you're like, oh, it's a piece of cake. We get along so well. And I was comparing that to the conversation with the Lord on when I first started to pray, I was like stumbling over my words and what do I say? And do I have to follow the the rule book of whatever prayer is and and there is no way to pray other than have conversation with respect and um just like in any relationship i said the more i pray and the more i grow in the lord i almost feel like the holy spirit saying lynn pray this way you know lean this way or and the, the one prayer i had he just said you just need to praise me today and by the time i got done I felt completely emptied in a good way, like I had nothing left I had to worry about. And um, so to me, like when I was starting out, I was awkward, then I grew and I got better. And I know some of our people are like, you know, we've got people that are prayer warriors. We have people that are fairly newly saved, maybe never been saved a long time, but never really got into a prayer life. Or some that had prayed and now they're stumbling around and they made a mess of their life. and. What do we do to get back? So when you first got saved and you started praying, were you like right on top of it or were you a little <laughs> awkward or how, how was your prayer life? Yeah, um, well definitely the first time that I got saved, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no background. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, so it was like, all right, this Jesus thing, he's real, let's do it. Um, and it was awkward. I felt gangly almost. Yes. That's, that's a good word. I like that. Yeah. Yes, that's you know, exactly it. Was, it. it was something changing my habits, changing yeah. my lifestyle, even the way I think. And something that uh, helps me kind of get back to that is I think about any celebrity. You know, I know a lot about a celebrity, um, but do I know them personally? Mm. No. And you know them, um, even though you have all the information, you can read scripture, you can read quote Bible verses, you know, to people left and right. But it's when you have that personal relationship of uh, being intentional, being genuine with, mm -hmm. with God, that your relationship and your prayer life really starts to grow. And so I think when I got saved and I stopped worrying about how I'm saying things, am I praying for the right things? Mm -hmm. How do, you know, does my mom hear me in the yes, room next to right. When I was just genuine and real with the Lord, that's when I started growing like crazy in my faith. You just get real. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when you started praying in the beginning to as you grew, did you find that like your respect for the Lord changed or did you start out very respectful? I didn't know that, not that I wasn't respectful, but I didn't know I should be respectful, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, definitely. I think, and I've heard other people say this too, it's like, oh, it's like you're talking to your best friend or something mm -hmm. like that. And it's true in that relational aspect. Mm -hmm. But I think that as I have grown on my journey, I see the intentionality and how detail-oriented God is mm -hmm. and how He really made sure that every detail and aspect of my life has been so orchestrated by Him and He has been involved in, in every step of the way that wow. just out of that, my reverence and respect for Him and my thankfulness that, you know, even look about look at the gospel. He made it so that there was no way that I could mess that up. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus, it's finished, it's done. Mm -hmm. I don't have to add anything else to it. And then that same way, you know, so when I pray, it's not me having to earn my salvation. Mm -hmm. It's not me having to earn that relationship. It's Good just point. me enjoying what Jesus did on the cross for me and, and that I get to enjoy that now. Now, another epiphany. <laughs> I love what you said, the detail that, like, I, I don't know that I ever thought about. How much detail, you know, I'm, I love detail. Mm -hmm. There are some people say, I'm not detail-oriented, other I'm asked. But when you think about the Lord and the detail of how he created us as a human being scientifically to every aspect of our life is just perfectly orchestrated. Yeah. I never thought it. Oh, I love that. That's a nugget for today. I like that. I, that's got, I got to think through that because I love detail and I, I didn't even think through on yeah. I mean, I know you say, oh, you know how many hairs are, you know, he knows mm -hmm. that. And you think through that, but then you think how many layers in between mm -hmm. each thing. Well, that's like, wow. you've shared the verse with me. Um, God's not a God of chaos, but a yes. God of order. And that's something that I've really held true to in mm -hmm. the craziest times of my yeah. life. And I know that if something's from God and even my prayer life, it's not this chaotic, my thoughts all over. It's Good methodical. Point, yeah. It's consistent. It's, it's constant. My husband has always said, I mean, that's been our, our, family verse, I guess you say our life family verse in our home. And he always said, if there's chaos in the home, God's not in it. Mm -hmm. And I have to think through my prayer life. If I'm praying and I'm all over the map, God's not in it. And that's mm -hmm. when I think I feel the Lord saying like, just thank me, just praise me or something like I will feel him because I'm all over, what? <laughs> I can't even catch my breath. And then I feel the Lord just saying, shh, be still and know that I am God and just mm -hmm. pray. Lord, thank you for today. Why am I thanking him for today? Well, thank you for, you gave me food, you gave, whatever. And I have to start building on that. And then I feel my spirit just get, okay. And then usually when I get done thanking him, I don't even know why I started <laughs> praying. So I'm really, and I feel, I, I'm yeah. like, I'm okay. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know really what I needed, but I'm okay. And I just know that him and I are okay. And, um. Do you, do you, this is, I know we talked about some of the things we're going to talk about. This is something different, but have you ever had it like, um, when you're just, you know, you're not right with him and you kind of like, and you know, you need to pray about that thing that's coming up, but like, I haven't made it right with him. It would be like me asking you, I kind of a favor, but I know you and I aren't talking right now, but I still need to ask the favor. How do you get through that? Like, how do you muddle through that kind of a prayer? you have any 
suggestions? <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that you say that because the times that I reflect and look at my prayer life and when it hasn't been as strong as, as I wish it was, mm -hmm. it's normally because I've sinned, I've messed up, and instead of running to God and being open and honest and mm -hmm. allowing Him to heal and forgive, um, I run away and I isolate from Him. Yeah. And so, um, so it's funny that you bring that up. I never really connected that before. Um, yeah, but one thing that always helps me, and even in the times when I've fallen away or out of habit, mm -hmm. is, um, I know it sounds silly, but it's like practical prayers is what I call it. And it's okay. things when, like I'll make my bed, Mm -hmm. and I'll thank the God for allowing me to have a safe place to rest my head at night for giving me rest or if I'm yeah. brushing my teeth that he's allowed me the health and the means to be able to and it's kind of just whatever it takes to get that ball rolling mm -hmm. and then once I'm you know a couple steps in it's oh by the way God since I'm here I like that yeah and you know God is very practical I mean the verses that he gives with us he's not you know up here and and mm -hmm. he just wants us just to come and talk Mm -hmm. And I was talking about that last week, that it's just conversation. And we think it has to be this mm -hmm. thing, and it doesn't have to be a thing. And he's like, hello, I'm here, <laughs> just talk to me. Like, and uh, But the practicality of things, I really like that. And, you know, our life is very practical. We have to get up in the morning and make our bed mm -hmm. and brush our teeth, eat our food, go to work, live life, raise the kids, love the husband, whatever. And those are the things, whatever our world is, is very, it's practical living. Mm -hmm. And God needs to be in all that. And exactly. um, I even, I share on another platform, different homemaking tips, I guess. And the best tip I ever got, we went for budget counseling when we were first married. We Our budget was a mess. We didn't know how to budget. So we went for counseling on this. And it was a husband and wife. And she said to me, I said, I have no money. I have no money for food. I have, I don't know how I just, and I was overwhelmed. And she says, okay, time out. And she basically said, let's get practical and back to the basics. And she said, do you pray before you go grocery shopping? I was like, what <laughs> for food? Like, you know, like, okay. she said, think about this. God already knows what's going to happen this week. So if you pray with your $50 and you go in the store and you say, Lord, help me to spend this wisely and you know what I need, you make your list or however you do it, but you pray before you shop. She said either you'll have extra money or you'll have just enough or whatever, but you didn't know that you were going to be invited out to dinner or you didn't know that somebody was going to treat you to something or you didn't know that that roast beef that you made, wow, that was bigger than I realized. I got it on sale and now it made three meals out of it. Mm -hmm. And I thought she was crazy. <laughs> And so I was desperate and I started praying like, yeah, right. Okay, God, you want it? You want me to pray about food? I, and I was like, I got goosebumps <laughs> thinking back to it, but like the Lord really did. I prayed and I'd have my coupons and I'd have a few extra dollars and those extra dollars put the gas in the car or did something that I needed that week. And I don't know how many times when I didn't pray, I didn't have enough food or I had, I had enough food, but it wasn't like a balanced meal. And I was like, Ooh, I forgot to pray. <laughs> And how practical, like, and I've never forgotten that 35 years later, I do forget to pray. But then I reminded, like, did you pray for groceries this week? Did you pray before you went in the store? And, you know, we think that's so silly, but he wants everything about us. He wants to know everything. He wants us to talk to him. Mm -hmm. I even said last week, sometimes, like, I, if I created you and I know everything about you and I know what you're already going to say, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have the need for you to talk to me because I already know. Mm -hmm. But he tells us to mm -hmm. pray. I don't quite understand that, but it's not for me to understand. It's it's for me to do. Yeah. And he wants me to talk to him. Wake up. Say good morning. And I don't know how many times I 
I'm sound silly, but I wake up in the morning and I look at the window and I said, Lord, good morning. And um, I tell him good night before I go to bed. And if mm, I'm driving I like to work, that. I, I just, oh, Lord, look at that. And I, I laughed. I said, last week, you must laugh at me because I'll see a beautiful sunrise. I'm Lord, did you see that sunrise? <laughs> well, he created it. But like, I have such a relationship, mm -hmm. like your best friend. Corey, did you see that when I came into work? Did you see the beauty of the trees at spring? Mm -hmm. And I want to share those things with the Lord. And I, I think that is a cool relationship when you get to the point that everything those little mm -hmm. things are like, you're so excited, you want to tell the Lord. I go home, I want to tell my husband things because I'm mm -hmm. in love with him and he's my friend. And, and well, that's, you know, the Lord is your, should be your ultimate, your everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, so what we might have people here that are like, you know, it's embarrassing when you've tripped and fell and you've skinned your knees or you have a black eye and you, everybody's looking at you. And <laughs> so if you have to start doing like things spiritually again, sometimes we've all like we have those spiritual bruises and bandages and I don't know how to get back into praying or I feel stupid. I, I should know better. I've been a Christian my whole life and and I can't get back into my groove. Um, I've been there. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes it's only a few days, but it feels like months. Yes. Some people, it might be months to years that they have not. And my advice to them would be start right now. Like mm -hmm. right now, right now, put, finish the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but after the podcast, like just say, Lord, I screwed up. I messed up. I need to fix this. I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to talk to you. I don't know how to fix years of the mess I've been in, mm -hmm. but I want to make it right. And I would say you can stop there and then shut up and listen and just, just Lord, fix it. I need, I need your help. And, um, you know, through the Bible, through prayer, through praises, through hymns, through talking with a good friend, to just sitting and being quiet and hearing his still voice, it'll start to change. It's not, if it took you years to mess it up, it's not going to be an overnight fix, but mm -hmm. Um, what if somebody came to you and said, I, it's Corey, it's been years. Like I can't pray. He's not even going to listen to me. It's been too many years. What would you tell them? Yeah. Well, I would say, uh, first you're never too far to, for God to come after you, to reach you, to be reconnected or connected mm -hmm. for the first time. That says in Romans 5, 8, while we were sinners, God sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. Um, so right there, takes your excuse right, right away. That's right. And what you were saying too, it reminds you of that song, turn or that hymn, turn your eyes towards Jesus. And like you wonderful were saying, face. Yep. Exactly. And that's exactly what prayer does. It reorients us back towards Jesus. It reorients our need, our focus uh, towards him. And as we continuously build that habit, mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be a minute long. You could pray for 30 seconds every day mm -hmm. and you are reorienting yourself for those 30 seconds back into the relationship that we were designed to be in. Amen. So, um, it all really takes is 30 seconds. The other thing I would say is it's not about your words. It's about the attitude of your heart. There's been times, especially when I was in college, where um, I was going to Bible studies. I was leading. I was evangelizing on the street. I was volunteering in soup kitchens. And, but I was doing it all in my own strength. I wasn't relying on God's strength. And mm -hmm. I thought that God had saved me so that I could be productive for Him. When that's not true. God saved me because He wants a relationship with me. Right. And out of that 
that love, that's where I can serve. That's where I can go and do these things. And so prayer, as you set that consistency with it, mm -hmm. your desire for the Lord grows, mm -hmm. but your strength to be able to do it in the times when you're too tired or when you forget to and you get home at 1230 because right. you've been running around right. doing things for your family. Um, and so whatever way, practically, that mm -hmm. applies to your life, um, that would be my suggestion. Amen. But you said about the heart. I've talked so many times that he doesn't want our stuff. He doesn't mm -hmm. need our money. He needs nothing. Mm -hmm. He wants our heart. And if your exactly. heart's not in the right place, you know, you could do all these wonderful things, but oh, great. You did this. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. You served here, <laughs> but I don't have your heart, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, speaking of heart, we're assuming that we're talking to Christians, but I don't want to assume that. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, if you're, as we're talking, you're saying, what in the world are they talking about? You need to have had a time set apart in your life where you talk to the Lord and said, you know what? I am a sinner. I, I have nothing worthy to give you, but I want to spend eternity with you. It's that simple. And the Lord died on the cross to take our place. And I always encourage you to go back to the book of John it's in the New Testament. You can look up John. You want to go to the third chapter. So there's each book has chapters. And then you want to scroll down to verse 16 and read that. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Mm -hmm. And that verse just tells you that it's all about the Lord. You need to just, you know, when you say accept him in our heart, accept him in our life, it's a relationship that, Lord, I want you in my life forever. And you are willing to just say to the Lord, Come on, it's you and me. We're going to do this. And once you truly, and the Lord knows your heart, like you could just say words. No, it's got to be, you're, you're giving your heart, your soul, your whole person to him. He will then abide in, in you. And through that, the growth that can happen. Mm -hmm. Does it mean you're going to have a perfect life? Absolutely not. This isn't our home. Eternity is our home. This is a place we live, we serve, we love our family. We can enjoy things. God created beauty. He created flowers and springtime and seasons and so many things for us to enjoy, but we're still going to have bumps and bruises. But the way I get through it and the way you get through it is we say, how do people do it without the Lord? <laughs> All the I don't time. know how. Like, and you know, I was sharing with you that kept coming to mind this week is why worry when you can pray. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many times, like you turn on the news, I don't watch the news hardly ever, but when I do, it's like the same thing. Food prices have gone up, gas prices have gone up. The president has said, there's not gonna be food shortages. And I know people that are like hitting the pavement, like I gotta hoard, I gotta get my food. And Now I'm not saying, we talked about many moons ago, a wise woman builds her home mm -hmm. and what goes into that. But the Bible also talks about in Matthew, God will provide our needs. And our needs are food, clothing, and shelter. You know, you don't think he's all-powerful sitting on the throne? He can do whatever he wants, and he's going to provide my needs. And how many times, that you know, you hear these things, and you've had a bad day already, and now you turn on the news, and you're like, oh, but it's that next step. Every time I lift my foot, mm -hmm. sometimes there are days before I lift the next foot, I'm like, why worry? I'm worrying. Lord, I'm worrying. And I'm like, and i got to pray every single step I make. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, 
a record that's just constantly skipping and it's on the same line, the same lyric, the same verse over and over again. And when, when I tend to worry or get anxious, that's what I imagine my mind being like, like Absolutely. skipping record on the same thing. And I have to be intentional with taking it, the needle off the record, Absolutely. putting it to the next line because there's no use listening yep. to the same lyric over and over again. And you know what? Sorry about that interruption with the phone, but maybe that's the Lord calling you. You know, maybe that, that little, how many times have I had to have a little blip or a, a knock at the door or something? So take that phone call that just rang and maybe the Lord's saying, get your life right. Get your, you got to get your heart right with me. You need to be saved. You need to start walking in faith. You need to start praying for me, you know, praying with me. And I don't know where God has you. I tell you every podcast is whatever God has laid on my heart this week that I'm going through myself that I share with you. And I hear so many people come back and say, how did you know I needed to hear that? <laughs> so somebody out there needs to be saved and somebody out there needs to get right with the Lord and somebody needs to get their prayer life in check. So listen, this is all practical. We are not perfect. We're not here to tell you we got it together. We don't. We'll confide in each other all the time. I'm struggling. But that's what, you know what, having a sister in Christ, having a fellow believer, can you, like, can I share with you that I'm, and not, you're not judging me and, oh, Lynn, I'll pray with you. You know, I read a verse today that can encourage your heart and you got to find a good friend that you can talk to and share your heart with and not feel that, like, I can be honest with Corey and say, I don't feel like praying today. Well, what's going on in your life? And I can share it with her and she, you know, I've been there too, but you know what verse really helped me through that or what God showed me, you know, when I, I was doing something the other day and I was listening to this praise song and it just helped me over that hurdle. So reach out to someone today. If you need prayer, if you need to get right with the Lord, if you need to get saved, you can always call Keswick at 1-800-453-7942. We can connect you with someone that can sit and pray with you or share the scripture with you. And uh, I always tell you, there's no way in the world that anyone in the United States of America should not own a Bible. Mm -hmm. And if you need a Bible and you honestly don't own a Bible and you can't get your hands on one, you call, email me, leave a comment below, and I will make sure you get a Bible. I want to thank you for coming. Corey, thanks for being my partner today. Me. I yeah. appreciate your epiphanies <laughs> and your insight. And we are so glad you joined us. You took time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Don't forget, next week, same time, different office. We'll see you at the next <laughs> podcast.